Finance. Life insurance. Did do, yeah. Ever tempted, you know, you see a nice widow loses her husband. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, actually. How come we're actually, <laughs> vulnerable? Yeah, 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 yeah. So every client whose husband died, I was straight on in there. No, of course not. No. Okay. No. <laughs> I like that emphatically. You're listening to Workplace Inappropriate, where HR professionals and their guests discuss real workplace scenarios to answer the question, what is workplace inappropriate? Co-hosts and HR professionals Kieran Lowry, Kate Owen, and Zoe Grawl of WorkforcePositive.com won't bore you with employment law or get righteous about workplace conduct. Instead, they're going to answer real questions, like should I dance on the table at the Christmas party, or can I tell someone their clothes are workplace inappropriate? Kieran, K, Zoe, and their guests are lifting the lid on some HR juice and losing the HR fun police tag. With their A-plus HR advice, you can have fun and still keep your job. Now, here are your hosts, Kieran, Kate, and Zoe. Welcome back to the Workplace Inappropriate Podcast. I'm Kieran here are my guests, Average Joe and Kate. Morning. Welcome. So today we're talking about customer relations and could a customer become something more than maybe on the relations side. So what is appropriate and inappropriate at work is our key topic. And sometimes as an employee, you will have access to people and their details. So we're gonna talk about that a little bit today. But first, I'm gonna talk about my own personal experience. So I, for one, love going to the butcher shop. Now, in my experience, (laughs) butchers just are a little bit extra flirtatious. And I always have a very good customer experience, but now I'm starting to wonder, Maybe a butcher shop could put a sign up saying, please don't flirt with our butchers because, you know, it's a little uncomfortable. And I don't know what it is about butchers themselves, but whether it's their, you know, breaking down carcasses and grinding bones or handling meat. What are you into? (laughs) But they're super manly. Seriously. I think it's part of their apprenticeship. It's like they're in retail and most of their customers are women. And it's like they just get good at the chit-chat. And then you get someone like me that comes along and I just take it up a notch or two. Is it okay to flirt with people in retail? Well, do they give you a cheaper price than your meat? <laughs> well, I don't know. So every so often I get a freebie. Well, there you go. Go for it. <laughs> no one gets hurt. You get a freebie. Everybody's winning. They feel good about themselves. Yeah. Well, maybe if you're a butcher or you have a butcher shop, you could let us know. Is it a thing <laughs> or is it just me? <laughs> but before we get into it, let's talk a little bit more about Workforce Positive. Welcome to the Workplace Inappropriate podcast brought to you by Workforce Positive. My name's Kieran Lowry and I'm the Director of Workforce Positive and we'll take a couple of moments just to tell you a little bit about us. We're a HR consulting firm. We're based in Queensland in Australia and our passion is to fortify our client businesses against risk, to formulate their success pathway towards their future realised. And as a business owner, I know that your future realised is the zenith of all your plans and goals, all the hopes and dreams that you had when you started your business. So how do we do that? Well, we do all the usual things that you'd expect. Employment contracts, we do recruitment, we do success profiling, we do individual performance, learning and development plans, and we run workshops and team building. But what we're really passionate about is bullying and harassment prevention. The Workplace Inappropriate podcast is part of that purpose that we feel strongly about, creating workplaces where people feel safe to be themselves, they feel heard, and they know they can come to work and enjoy friendships 
and engagement with customers and their job and they don't have to worry about being harassed or bullied or sexually assaulted. That's our ideal workplace and an ideal outcome from our prevention programs. So in our episodes, we're going to discuss everyday things, things that happen in workplaces all the time and sometimes they mean nothing and sometimes they can lead to a very bad outcome for the employees and for the business. So today we're going to talk about something that's pertinent and interesting hopefully and give you some tips about how you can show up and do your best at work and be workplace appropriate. If you have any ideas for our podcast we'd love to hear them. We'd love to hear topics and questions. Q&A is always open every month for you to submit your questions. And if you're interested as a business owner in learning more about how you can create better workplace interactions and prevent bullying and harassment, then please engage with us. Give us a call on 0746 or contact us through the website workforcepositive.com to talk to us about our prevention programs. We have an efficient, effective, cost-effective program that you can access on a monthly or annual basis. It's my pleasure to bring you this podcast and I hope you enjoy it. Let's take a moment to introduce the people that make this podcast possible. We have Kate. Kate is our HR program coordinator and my executive assistant at Workforce Positive. She's a current HR student at university studying business management, majoring in HR and maybe accounting, but she hasn't decided yet. Kate's passionate about equity. She loves to do the right thing and she has an incredible work ethic. As a person, she's just a pleasure to have around and so funny. But do watch out for her hockey stick. We have Zoe. Zoe is also a student at the Australian National University studying psychology and international business. She's in her second year and about to jet set off to the UK for a vacation internship or exchange program. I think that's what it's called, an exchange program. Zoe has an incredible interest in communication, psychology, diversity, and she brings all of her own work experiences and experiences at university to the table. She loves to know why things happen, why people communicate, and how they can go astray sometimes. We also have our regular Joe off the street. Now, regular Joe, he represents just that, regular Joe. He's all about not being politically correct, not being censored, saying what you think, and letting everyone just be themselves. So thank you to Kate, Zoe, and Joe off the street for bringing your talents to the show. That was a good segue. (laughs) Straight into the meat. (laughs) Go on, keep talking about meat. (laughs) How long can we stretch out? So we've we've, we've said all butchers like to flirt, give shit away for free. (laughs) They'd give it out. Yeah, easy. (laughs) What else are you going with here? I don't know. I think it's just a butcher thing. I don't know. If you know, you know. Maybe they just flirt with you. Look, I wouldn't put it past them. Because they don't flirt with me. They don't flirt with me. What about you, Kate? Do you have a butcher shop? I'm 19 years old. Do you think I've walked in a butcher's shop alone? (laughs) (laughs) What about your mum then? My mum's like nearly 60. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. She usually walks in there with dad, so. Oh, yeah. No, you can't take boys in with you. Do you have any personal experience with expectations around customer details? Yeah, it's private and you should never use it. So when I used to work at the bank, it was a big, like even when you started, because you had access to basically everybody's details, it was a big, don't do it. If you do do it, we will know because we can track where you go. Mm. And if you do do it, we will fire you. So it was very cut and dry. There was no, yeah, certainly not, oh yeah, I, 
Uh, this famous person, let's look up their bank account and then give them a call and find out where they live. Get some free tickets. Yeah, that's that. No, fireable pretty much on the spot. Yeah. And I would agree. I don't think that's, that's not cool. It's not cool. No. So you work in protection. Finance. Life insurance. Did do, yeah. Ever tempted, you know, you see a nice widow, loses her husband. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, actually. Tackle murder. Actually, yeah, vulnerable. Yeah, 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 yeah. So every client whose husband died, I was straight on in there. No, of course not. No. Okay. No. <laughs> I like that emphatically. No, but she's just inherited, like. Doesn't matter. I'm only joking. Oh, cool. No, but like, I feel like there's got to be sometimes legitimate connections between people and how you meet doesn't necessarily dictate what happens. So what is there any time where it's okay to contact customers for reasons other than professional ones? I think if you get their details not by searching <laughs> for them through your work, mm -hmm. like if you have a connection with them over, like if you're in retail and you have a face-to-face -face meeting with them and you think they're cute and you have a connection, ask for their phone number there. Even though you have it up on the screen there, mm. ask them for it there because if they don't want to give it to you, they won't. And then you've got the idea of what's happening. Don't then go when they walk away, write down their phone number off the screen and call them after work because that's creepy. It's creepy. That's creepy. It is. No matter how many rom-coms you watch, it is creepy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Does anyone have any experience with this? No. No one's ever called me out of the blue because I got my number from somewhere. No. I'm a Gen Z. <laughs> they don't we don't call. even use phones. <laughs> yeah. Anyone Snapchat you? No. <laughs> Just have to accept them first. I don't know who they are. I'm not going to accept them. Fair enough. Oh, there is rules around that sort of thing. And I'm not like having my Snapchat handle out on the front desk like while I'm serving customers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know someone who went to have like their car serviced and they got after sort of the, yeah. you know, when they went to pick up their car, not long later, they got a text saying, hi, you know, you just came into the shop to get your car and just wondering, and he, like, so it was a guy that got this message. He was just like, whoa, like, no, thanks, you know. But it occurred to him, like, if that had kept going, he probably would have had to say, like, something to the business. And like you say, I think most people would have the view that it's end of employment type of behaviour. Well, it's a breach of confidence. Well, I don't know confidentiality, but it's definitely a breach of your personal... Privacy. Yeah. If I want to give you my number, I'll give you my number. Don't go searching, searching for, for it, it, you know, in somewhere where it's supposed to be, you know. But then again, there's the phone book. Do people still use those? <laughs> a phone book, yeah. Like if you got their full name, yeah. you can always find their phone number. Like yeah, but that's numbers. different. That's different. That, like in a phone book, you've put the number yeah, in there. there. Whereas if I've given my phone number to this shop that I buy stuff in for, yeah. you know, so you can text me when specials are on. And then I get this text from some person saying, hey, do you want to catch up for a drink? I'm like, well, unless you're incredibly hot, <laughs> the answer will be no. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I will accept your advances if you're incredibly hot. So you really need to self-assess first. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. No, so the answer is still no. That's not the way to do it. <laughs> I feel like it is really creepy. And for people that you don't like see often either. But see, I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, I used to get really, really self-conscious because I used to work in hospitality and I used to have like a few regular customers that come in and I would remember them and I'd always remember their name. 
but they obviously don't really care too much about me. So they don't really remember who I am. And one time, I, a few times actually, I would slip up and I'd actually say their name before they've told me their name. And they'd be like, whoa, how do you know my name? And they'd freak out. And I'd just be like, oh, sorry, I just have a really good memory. Like they would obviously be creeped out that I know their name. Like they're like, whoa, you're stalking me. <laughs> mm. It's so hard being so efficient and effective, Kate. I know. It's, mm. I just have to dump it down a bit. Yeah, yeah. Try. <laughs> Do your best. Yeah. <laughs> so leave your brain at the door and then men will like you more. <laughs> no? You do even have a brain. <laughs> no. You have to leave it at the door. I didn't think you brought it with you. That's more like it, Joe. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. What about you, Karen? Have you ever actually had a personal yeah. situation? Yeah. I have. So back in the day, I like how all my stories start with back, back in, the, in day. the day. Are we talking like dial-up telephone mm. the time or we? I think Pre-K we were or... the, the noise ones. Does they make the funny noise when you press the buttons? Do, 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 do. There's, that was like a, a dial. Where okay. When anyway. you dial, it goes. No. So do you remember like with phone systems, you had the dial up. And it's really funny if you put a dial up phone in front of a lot of people now, they don't can't figure out how it works, mm-hmm. how to actually use the dial to create the phone number that you want. But anyway, we moved from those to, to phones that would make a noise when you press the number. And you when you're prompted, like press one for such and such, unless you have one of those phones, it won't make the noise. So if you had an old dial-up, you couldn't use those services. So whatever that transition was. So we're talking a couple of years ago, people. So we're talking pre-Kate. Pre-Kate being alive, yes, we are. Before Kate. So <laughs> The 90s. Oh, no, we're in the 2000s. Thanks. Hey, well, that's after Kate. No, no, like I, you're, you, I know your year. It was before your year, but it was still the 2000s. So... Anyway, continue on. With continue this on, because we don't need to disclose Kate's age, do we? She already, she already said she's 19. Oh, true. Well, then now you know. <laughs> so I had a problem with my home phone. Again, unfamiliar for a lot of young people. but And I, I was on the phone to my carrier to try and have the problem resolved. And it took quite a lot of time. And so I was on the phone with my customer service consultant for a long time. And we were chatting as much as he was trying to fix it. I guess he was actually trying and not just keeping me on the phone. Now that I contemplate that, I'm not sure. But it took a number of phone calls to to resolve the issue and we would talk for extended periods. And then we ended up just being friends. And we met once, like two years after these, this interaction. But now, like, I tell people that story and they're really freaked out by it. So this is back when phone carriers had call centres in Australia. So it was just... I lived in Brisbane and he lived in Melbourne and we just became friends just by talking on the phone, except that he was being paid to work. <laughs> yeah. People think that's weird. It is weird. But was he calling you for like, well, now that you look back at it, you said you don't know if he was calling me for actual legitimate work reasons or... Well, I don't know. Like potentially he was doing, taking like a six minute work phone call and turning it into 60 minutes. Holy crap. How did you get the same person when you called every time? I wasn't calling. So he I had, called you. Yeah, I had lodged the fault and he was the person who had like, it was in his work portfolio. See, that's weird. He was the case manager type person. See, yeah. that's weird because whenever you do call centres, it always goes to jumps and jumps and jumps. You have to explain yourself every single time. Mm. Like uh-huh. even back then, like, like that is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having like a bit of a moment of realisation here, aren't I? Well, that's well, customer relations. Yeah, mm. probably crossing. Like you, you were happy with the service that you got. Did the issue get fixed? Eventually, yes. Eventually. 
Okay. Yeah. Eventually got fixed and he didn't come to your house and kill you. So that's a good, <laughs> out- good outcome, really. They he would have known a lot about you too because phone providers need to have all of your information. That's for true. identity purposes. Mm, it's true. Yeah, maybe it was a bit weird. Like he probably... He was well, a like, similar age to me. So like he was... I know, but, yeah. but you said when you went... How did the occurrence come when you met him? In Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> Down there. I already disclosed that on the podcast, Kate. But so what happened was a couple of years later, because we'd stayed in touch for years after so, that. What, he gave you his personal number then? <laughs> hey, outside of work, you call me anytime. Pretty well. Really? Yeah? Yeah, right. Okay. This is how romance scams start, kids, and I people listen that, to this. This is how they start. I, don't, I thought we were just friends. No, no, you probably were, but that's how romance scams start. Yeah. So when I was going to Melbourne for work, I just said I was going to Melbourne and he, we had a coffee. We caught up in person, met in person. But after talking for years. Oh, okay, so it wasn't like he was stalking you. No. <laughs> seeing you at the conference and then like, <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. But I have heard stories since a lot of customer service call centres have moved overseas, people being extorted. So it's like I've, I know this about you or I've got these details of yours or it's being sent extra bills. And oh. with yeah, and like so, like their privacy has been compromised and used, basically for fraud. Yeah, which is a bad thing. Yes. Oh, it's horrible. Yes, bad. So thing. therefore, what happened to you is probably not that great either. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think it's different if you're face to face with a person and you say, "Hey, can I grab your number?" And they say, "Yeah, here's my number," and you call them. But if you go like, "Hey, you're really cute," and don't tell them, and then just find their phone number on. Yeah, that's weird. You're right. That's weird. Unless you've got the, the balls, basically. In person, say, yeah, I get your number. Mm-hmm. Then you don't deserve the number. That's right. Yes, I that's would, what I, I was like. Agree. That's yeah. to earn the number. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Yeah, because that's what I said at the beginning. Because like you know, using your work like benefits of having people's <laughs> information to get their phone number is like you said, fireable offense. Yeah. Whereas if you genuinely do, like, because obviously some interactions are genuine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you genuinely have an interaction and you want to meet with them, don't look for the, their phone number from work information. Just have the balls to ask for their phone number. Yeah, it's you not cute what, or romantic. It's not. It's no matter stalker. what rom-coms you watch. Yeah, it's stalker. <gasps> it's not cool. We'll take that off the table there. It's a rom-com a fantasy, hey? Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think a lot of rom-coms are a bit weird. <laughs> like, you look back <gasps> on them. No. Like, I love rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> Ask anyone. I only watch rom-coms. Thank you. But That's the correct job like, to watch. Some of them, you're like, <laughs> how did you find, like, how did they know where they lived? Like, you know, some of them, they just rock up. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you know their address? It's a great question. <laughs> they just Our advice. Up. Flirting with the butcher seems okay. That's fine. I'm going to keep doing that. Fly whatever you ever want. <laughs> go for it. But don't go using positional power of access to people's private information for personal yes. reasons. Personal gain. How about this for an example? Let's say you're uh, the boss and you've got your new receptionist that started and you decide to call your receptionist outside of work hours. Is that okay? I don't think so. No. Oh, uh, no. No. So it's the not, same. Not it's the for same. work reasons. Yeah, so it's the same thing, no. I think. It's abuse of power, I, I reckon. I don't even know if that's the right word, but that's how I look at it. Yeah, it's an abuse of power. Yeah. It's good advice there. Thank you. What I do you? have some. You do? I do. Occasionally. Thanks, that's Jay. why I'm on the panel. <laughs> <laughs>
How about you, Kate? Any final words? Thank you. Covered it. Excellent. Be good. Don't be naughty with customer information. <laughs> Bye for now. See ya. Thanks for joining us and listening to the Workplace Inappropriate podcast. As a business owner, I'm very grateful for the other businesses that we work with to make this possible. Our suppliers do an impeccable job and we're so grateful for Premier Sound and Lighting. Justin Myers, thank you for making us sound so good. Dave, in Ireland, we had to go to all the way to Ireland to find the best production guy there is, but you make us look good and you keep it classy with your editorial. Thank you very much. To Anthony, our voiceover guy, you're the best voiceover guy there is. Thank you. Jess Ritchie from Transformational Brand Lab, thank you for our branding and imagery. It's just beautiful. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next month. Thanks for listening to Workplace Inappropriate from WorkplacePositive.com. Workforce Positive offers a fresh approach to bullying and harassment prevention training. Our training goes beyond the legislative definitions. We apply learning to real examples so that your team are equipped to make the best possible decisions on their conduct. With the Workplace Inappropriate Training Program, employers have access to monthly live training to induct new team members every 30 days, ensuring that you're always current with your legal obligations to actively prevent bullying and harassment at work. We have your policy, process, conduct charter, and training covered, all in one place. Contact WorkforcePositive.com at www.WorkforcePositive.com to learn more.